Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. Today, we'll be speaking about annual spending summaries. In my last podcast titled, What's Your Net Worth?, I spoke about the importance of formulating a net worth statement. A close second in importance to the net worth statement is an annual spending summary. I'm not speaking about a spending analysis or a budget. So what is current annual spending? Current annual spending is all costs, expenses, and outgoings incurred during a year. It includes all outflows of money for living expenses, maintenance, lifestyle, taxes, etc. Every dollar you spend in the year. Why is it important? Current annual spending represents one of the most important numbers necessary for retirement planning. I'm going to quote an article from Fifth Third Securities, which states, Since retirement spending is a future unknown, projected retirement annual spending is usually represented as some percentage of current annual spending. So, in essence, in retirement, people will normally spend 70 to 80% of current annual spending. That's a good starting point. The actual percentage can vary considerably depending on individual circumstances. A study of actual retirement costs found that while spending in retirement ranges from 54 to 87 percent, most retirees use 70 percent or less of their former income. So based on the article above, a person with an annual income of $100,000 would plan on spending between seventy and $80,000 in retirement, which obviously will only be a guess. If a person engages a financial planner, the net worth statement and annual spending are considered part of the basic information needed to create a comprehensive financial plan. It's also important to understand that these percentages are a rough estimate of future spending. There's a large range of percentages represented. The financial planning community understands that lower pre-retirement annual income means a greater percentage of pre-retirement income will be necessary during retirement. For example, someone with a pre-retirement income of $300,000 needs only 60% of that amount to generate $180,000 in retirement income annually. Someone with a pre-retirement income of $80,000 needs to replace 90% of the pre-retirement income if they want to spend $72,000 annually. So generally, people with lower incomes will need to replace a higher percentage of their incomes in retirement. These numbers, of course, and percentages can only be relevant after annual spending is calculated. Is it necessary to know how much you spend on each item or category during the year? Not really. It's only necessary to know the current annual spending amount, which is all of the dollars that you spend in a one-year period. Consumers interested in a more granular approach that categorizes each dollar spent should look at Quicken, YNAB, Mint, Personal Capital, Good Budget, Every Dollar, Pocket Guard, Fudget, or Honeydew, which are some of the most popular budgeting tools. And with these tools, you can become a lot more specific about individual categories and 
placing dollars exactly where you want them to be placed so that you will have a better understanding of where each and every dollar is spent each month. But not everyone, me included, is interested in becoming that specific about where each dollar goes every month. So if you're one of those people and you still want to find out how much your annual spending is, then there's a pretty easy workaround. Basically, you just take all your dollars spent each month and subtract them from last month's balance plus any deposits. Normally, the bank statement that you receive each month will have this information readily available. If bills are paid from multiple accounts, then each account will need to be reconciled in this manner and the balances of all the accounts added together. You're trying to get a handle on how much you spend in any given month. And as stated above, if you have multiple accounts, you have to go through the same exercise for each individual account. And that is, you take your balance at the end of the month, you add any deposits, and then you subtract spending. You'll do this in any account where spending occurs each month, then total them together. What you're trying to do is to get a much clearer picture of monthly spending. However, you can't just take that monthly number and multiply it by 12 because you have different bills that may be due monthly, quarterly, or annually. One month can be used as a very rough estimate, but the clearest picture comes with tracking a whole year's worth of expenditures. How is this information best applied? In the same way, 25 or 33 times your net worth gives you a very rough estimate of the amount of money needed to retire, approximately 70 to 85% of your current annual spending would be roughly equal to the amount of projected annual spending during retirement. How accurate is this? It's better than no projection, but it's far from being foolproof. Some people live on less than 50% of their pre-retirement income, and some people live on 150% of their pre-retirement income. It's also normally understood that most people will spend more money early in their retirement than later. Your estimate of projected retirement spending is just that. It's just an estimate. And just like the net worth multipliers, it's only a starting point. If you already know that you're going to spend more for travel early in retirement, you want to renovate your house, you're going to take more family vacations, or that you're going to have other types of excess spending, then you're going to need to increase the percentage of your pre-retirement income needed, especially early in retirement. In the same way, if you know that you're not going to be traveling, will not be renovating your home, if you have little or no family, then obviously your post-retirement needs will be much less than the first example, and you'll need a lesser percentage of your pre-retirement income. There are also a couple of other things for you to consider, such as whether you'll have a mortgage in retirement or if you're going to be subject to increased health care costs before Medicare. It's been said that life happens, so the best laid plans can end up getting skewed, and so everyone needs to remain flexible in your retirement planning. So by now it should become obvious that each person in each situation are unique, So retirement planning is not a one-size-fits-all approach. As discussed in my initial podcast, Foundations of Retirement, The Three-Legged Stool, 
Life just doesn't work that way. Each person is unique and individual, and the answers to these questions for each of the approximately 8 billion people living today will vary. In the last few podcasts, we focused on the building blocks of our financial plan. We've learned about a net worth statement. Today, we learned about current annual spending, and we're going to find out about how things such as age and longevity impact this financial plan. In a future podcast, we're going to combine all of these to create our master financial plan, which is going to help you with your retirement planning. And as always, we're going to try and keep it simple. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources and retiring with enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.